Blog Talk Radio. Out there in internet radio land, welcome to another episode of Real People from the Hood. I'm here, Jimmy Williams, and my executive producer, my executive producer, Mr. Keith Bledsoe. Um, say hello, everybody, Mr. Keith Bledsoe. What's going on? Yeah, that's my that's my executive producer, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, tonight. Uh, I don't know where to start at. I really don't know. Um, Keith and I, we've been talking off and on about this about the last week or so. What's going on with this new black? This I'm not an African-American. I'm an American. Move on. Let's extend a loving hand out to white folks. Maybe we'll get along with them. Why is it that we have to always suppress ourselves as a people to get along with another race? You got races that will actually come here to America with a vision or a thought of what a black man should be and roll with it. Ain't got two nickels to rub together, but they jumped on that bandwagon and rolled right along with it. And these educated black folk that has the audacity to try to get us to act a certain way in public, in private, so we can be accepted. They're not saying it out loud. They're just saying it inadvertently or subliminally. I don't know. But this acceptance thing, we've done nothing. We've been simulated since we've gotten here. We've done nothing. Everything that we know right now as a people, we got it from the Caucasian race. It's like we're a mirror of them at their worst. The American Indian can detest to that. The reason we've never heard anything about the American Indians because the the plan they had for the American Indian worked. It worked so good, they had to try it on us. They had to. And they had to figure out ways to divide us, to keep us at each other so they can constantly keep coming up with ways to keep tripping us up. And you got some that's out there that's conscious of it and and trying to educate the rest of us and you got some that said, okay, yeah, let's move on. Let's stop being angry. It'll be okay. God looking out for us. Fall in love with your your, your, your your Caucasian neighbors. Everything will be okay. Just simulate and be like them, and we will be okay in their eyes. So if we're going to be okay in their eyes, what are we giving up? What are you going to tell your daughter or your son 
when they decide to go back, which a lot of intellectuals ain't doing, a lot of intellectual black folks refuse to go back. Our history is back there. The reason that a lot of intellectuals is not conscious of it because they don't want to go back there because of what they may find. And what they may find is not going to be what they've been simulated into. The, the simulation works great. This is fine. We've made it. We're on the top. Educated black folks. We're getting our degrees. We've got our six-figure incomes. We're Okay. But you got to understand, we, we gave up something. Not that we wanted to. It was by force. And that force came in different types of ways that, that the unconscious mind, for some strange reason, don't even want to address it. Anytime you say something that's definite about your race, where exactly is it coming from, whether it's good or bad? Where's it coming from? You may have said something that was nice. Where did it come from? You probably said something that was bad. Where did it come from? You may have an opinion, whether that we're here and can't even get along with each other. It's pathetic. We don't trust each other. It's gotten to the point now, we've, since we've been here on these shores that I know of, we've been niggas. We've been Negroes. We've been blacks. We've been African American. And a lot of us have branched off into new niggas two days ago. Thinking they because they can go into the library or, or go downtown to a nice restaurant. That shit just happened three days ago. Forces, evil forces, is at work right now, planning the next stage of our dumbness. But you got too many of us tired. We want to move on. I advise you to, ain't nothing wrong with moving on. Move on all you want. I advise you to know why you're moving on and what you're moving on from. That part you all forgot. Just my opinion. I may be wrong. You cannot deny your history. I don't, give, I don't care how much bleaching cream you use. Or how long your weave is, or how many white friends you accumulated, or how many parties you've been invited to, or where you live at, your income status. Those evil forces have gotten us to the point where we're at each other so much and so so much to the point we don't think about nothing else. We hate each other with a passion. I thought it was going to be a route where we can at least discuss some things to the point where um, this is where we at, this is where we were, and now this is where we need to go. We should be able to talk about stuff like that. The influences in the black community is real small, and a lot of people are overlooking it. Church being one of them. You know, if the average person outside the church know how much divisiveness is inside the church, it'll make your head spin. And then you got rich don't want to be nowhere near blacks that don't have the income that they have. Hmm. 
Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. Well, Jim, I tell you what what you're saying is is the truth, and and it's and it's a lot of what I say often that uh, probably has a few people have having distanced themselves from me, which is fine. Now, the first thing that, that they'll say is, you know, I, I've heard that the truth will set you free, and that is the truth. But we're not free. So what does that say? That says to me that. Those who ain't free obviously don't want nothing to do with the truth. They want a comfort zone. Uh, they want a feel-good conversation. They want to focus on 2,000 damn years ago, uh, ignoring what's happening right in front of the face today uh, because it's comfortable uh, and it's acceptable to the system. And folks don't want to agitate the system because this religion and uh the whole network of, of BS uh, uh, featuring religion has these folks so deep into a belief system that was imposed upon them with bloody hands by a slave master, forced upon them, and here it is that there, to me, would say that I will, I don't want nothing to do with it. But no, you know, it has made uh, black folks uh, passive, gullible self-hating, and like you said, the fact and the truth of the matter is black people cannot stand black people. We just can't stand each other. The, the churches can't even come together. They, the, the people within the churches can't come together. It's all hypocrisy and phony, and the people who go to church and sit up in there know exactly what I'm talking about, but to admit it would be to exit them out of their comfort zone. I just wanted to throw that in there. And to add to that, I've been torn a few new ones because of speaking the way I do about the church and about their gods. It's just my opinion. I mean, if if, if, if you really feel committed to your thoughts and your beliefs, it's fine. I have no problem with that. But just do your homework. I had one lady, I, I was saying something about their 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 Bible, and the lady had the audacity to tell me if I had a chance to look through it, I wouldn't feel the way I do. I did look through the Bible, just like you looked through the Bible, and I saw some shit that I really didn't like, just like she saw some stuff that she really liked. But if it's a book on, I don't know, Heavenly Father, Jesus, the the Holy Ghost and all that other stuff. But if 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 you got passages in there that's telling you that you got to obey a white man and be happy because he got you in bondage, and you overlooked that, you saw it, but you overlooked that. Me, I saw it and studied it. <laughs> it's there. Well, I suppose I studied it or not. It was there, and I studied it. I didn't like it, and I took it further than that with some help from the people on one of my um, Nagas pages on Facebook. I brought together a lot of people. Most of the people are hand-picked also, and all they talk about is um, the Bibles, New Testament, Old Testament, um, um, King George versions, um, New World Translation version, um, the Qurans. And they don't even get along. And it'd be some whoppers on that too. Boy, when they be going at it on that page, oh my God. Yeah, I uh encountered an expression. expression. I I encountered a, a young lady uh today that just today on Facebook who was talking about uh uh, the mayoral election in Chicago and that uh, how uh, she trusts in God and how, you know, God is going to see whatever happened was meant to be and God this and God that. So I had to say, well, you know what, why even vote? You know, if God's going to take care of everything and you know he got this covered, why don't you just sit back and chill and relax and just let him do his thing? You know, and of course, boy, and I'm saying because, because you can't have it both ways because what you're saying is hypocritical. Either he got it or he don't. If he got it, yeah. chill, relax, let it happen. If he ain't got it, get your ass out there and vote then. 
but but you can't have a vote. You're talking about, I'm, I'm going to vote this. People on Selma, they pay for it right and all that. That's true. But you're saying that, you know, this, you know, feel-good fairy tale got it covered for it. And these are the, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to write a list one day when we do a show. And I, we, I just want to talk about the, the crazy things that Christians say, the crazy things that they say in the layman religion that make absolutely no sense. And they keep trying to justify it and get more and more deeper with the ridiculousness. And what, I'm sorry. I, I, I get tired of people trying to impose this belief system. But when you question it, they can't explain it. They can't even tell you what, where, where, they, where it originated from. Pretty Dude. much. One, one of one of the outs of a person that, that really don't know what the fuck they talking about when they start talking about their Bible stuff. After somebody acts like they've made a decent comment or a feel good comment, the first thing come out of these other people's mouths, Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, could you go into details a little bit about what the person just said and the Amen? What they're yeah. supposed to mean? It don't mean that because you still don't know nothing. A person from the outside saying, okay, that was a decent comment. It was a real good comment. Okay, let's see if anybody go go deeper than that, or I can learn something from somebody that already know what that person is talking about, and that person can go deeper. Amen. Boom. Cut short. Crack. And the thing is, we, we, yourself and myself and people that we both know, I really ask you questions. We're not trying. We're not trying to play with you. We're not trying to play games and put you in the corner and and, and get talk, throw you a curve. We we giving. You know, we just want to know. I mean, help me out here because, I mean, what you're saying don't make no goddamn sense. Now, maybe if I, you know, push you a little bit, you can make some sense out of it. But it's unfortunate, man. And you hit it. You hit home runs when you first started the show. You say that the fact of the matter is black people, we don't like each other. We don't trust each other. We don't really want anything to do with each other. But we're still trying to play this game. And the people on the outside are looking at us, and they see it crystal clear. They see it, and but it's we, it. yeah, it's because good. they know if we get you it know, together, if we if we unify and get it together, they they, they know that we're gonna look at them a little funny. So they oh, a lot do of what they are doing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of us doing it right there. Um. I just, you know, Common was on on Facebook all this week about we need to extend a loving hand out to white folks. How the fuck can you extend a loving hand out to a race of people that really that rather cut your fingers off one at a time and watch you bleed to fucking death? Yeah, and I don't hate white folks. Too. Yeah, I don't hate them, but then I'm aware of them. Don't ask me to stop being aware of my surroundings. It's like walking in a dark ass alley. And you already know the last exactly. year I just looked at motherfuckers getting their heads beat up, motherfuckers getting yeah. raped, killed, or whatever. Now I'm going through this fourth alley, and you telling me to go through that alley with like, hell no. I understand what happened in the other three alleys. Now we've done enough reach. My history has told me that. I'm sorry. There, there, of course, there, no, so there, you're right. There are some good white folks. We couldn't have crumbs that we have. I mean crumbs, but we ain't got shit. But the little crumbs we had, we wouldn't have got them without help from help white folks. It's those who are within that systemized 1% or 2% or whatever the percentage is. It's, it's, there's an element among them that have control of everything. See, and, uh, you know, they don't, you know, we, we could learn a lot from the Jews. We could learn a lot from the Jews. They they went through their thing, too. But you, you can't separate them guys. I mean, pretty much... Uh, they, nobody has a self-hate uh, like black folks have among black folks. And even if somebody else did, so damn what I'm concerned about what's happening right here. <laughs> and we ain't got it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and quiet as it kept, you know, most of the people that ran the uh, Underground Railroad, they weren't Christians. I don't know, uh, Quakers, they were mostly Quakers. Right, right. Yeah, they were Absolutely. I don't know if a Quaker is a, is a Christian or whatever, but but most of them were Quakers. The Christians were the ones holding motherfuckers on the plantation and telling them well, me, what, what book they can read. Let me ask you this: I, I, lately, I've been—I don't know. Well, I've I, I been seeing some videos lately of all these, and you probably seen some too. All the mob action 
uh, you know, ganging up and, you know, 10 people on one person and uh, beat downs. And the females, man, you know, we, I, I post sometimes that we live amongst a world of zombies, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We, our youth, not all of them, of course not all of them. I'm talking about the problem, you know. I'm talking about the problem. Mm. You know, you don't get the tire with air. You don't fill it with no air. You get the one that's flat. I'm talking about the flats. Yeah. Um, Man, (laughs) we hurt. (laughs) Our our kids are out there. They have. What's that? Yeah, they out there. You're right. They're out there. This is the year 2015. When did the internet get really, really affordable for everybody? What in the um, what the late nineteen nineties? Um, when the internet got really, really popular with low-income people, it had to be like the late nineteen nineties when everybody was able to just get it and, and do what they need to do. I think Facebook came around about that time. And before that, it was like AOL, chat rooms. Right, I'm not sure right, the history right of that stuff, but it's the new entertainment. And then some of them got really ratchet for what they were showing on some of these streamers. And a lot of kids picked up on it. Cell phones came along with cameras and audio and video, and they were able to, to download and take what they felt was entertainment to them. Getting back to what you were saying. Ten motherfuckers beating on one person. That was entertainment. They're going to put it on New World, World Style, whatever the hell they call it. What is it, World Style? Yeah. I mean, la- laughing and a group marching behind and beating and nobody stepping in. And they come, damn, oh, man. I'm saying, God, we are All that sick. stuff, man. It's a lot of people out there, black, white, Puerto Rican, the whole nine yards, man. But, if, you know, you got your good and your bad because sometimes you can take that phone and, and you can record history. You can record a tragedy. You can record um, um, proof of evidence. Depends on what you're going to do with it, you know. And if you keep focusing yep. on yep. Uh, on one set of um, um, criterias in terms of what you want to see it and how you want to see it, that's just a matter of choice. After that, because I'm guilty of that. I have a page on Facebook called the Chair. All we do is look at tits and ass all day. I'm guilty. I'm sorry. When I get a break, <laughs> me and the fellas, we look over the internet, we find something on the internet, we twerking, or with their tits and ass out, and we put it on the chair. And everybody looks at that. And everybody posts something. And we crack jokes behind it. We got a lot of stuff on the chair that we talk about. But that's about not all you do. This that's that. not all you do. That's just a part of a little something, something. Yeah, entertainment is entertainment. That's all you do. That, then that's, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole other, yeah, I understand the whole other ball game, but I'm just saying that that you know I got a vice. Everybody has a vice. Oh yeah, I'm working. Twenty five percent of my work comes from the internet. So when I got downtime, I'm reading everybody else's posts and plagiarizing stuff and adding comments. And then yeah. the stuff yeah. that I really really like, I'll cross check it and make sure that it was okay before I post it. You know, and it depends on that. It depends on the mindset. You know, the times that we live in, man, is a lot different than the times in the 60s and 70s. You know, because at, at you... one point, I said this last week. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead, Keith. No, no, you go finish up. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I said this last week how um, the drug situation came about. We got ourselves together, then we went right back into it, and we got ourselves together, and then we just came out totally fucking ratchet in 2015. There's nothing to hold us together. Not like those people were protesting down in Ferguson, man, at one point, man. Oprah didn't have to step out of her comfort zone and, and, and try to give, you know, the people, um, the uh, what is it, the Now Movement or uh, We Occupy Movement and stuff like that. Oprah stepped out of her comfort zone and gave some advice. You guys need a leader. They vilified the shadow, Oprah. Oprah's a fucking being there two times over. She didn't have to do anything or say anything. She was all she didn't have to. She's not one of those new niggas. Oprah doing her thing. Yep. Oprah, when I first saw Oprah's show and 
lot of people can they can probably look, they can probably think about this now for sure. All she had on that was troublesome white folk. The white folks had like problems out of this freaking. She had yeah. these white folks had problems out of this world, and that's all she showed. Yeah. She didn't get up there yep. and said, "I'm gonna show just troublesome white folks black power." No, she did her thing. She let you come up with the conclusion. If 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 if, if we could be seen as buffoons and non-intelligent black folk, and those images are uh, shown to us by a white establishment over and over and over again, and then other people get that image, why the hell we couldn't look at Oprah showing troublesome white folks over and over again and get that image? They overlooked that shit because they didn't want to be bothered with it. Hatred, black woman doing some stuff that's, that's they don't even see that was positive. Oprah opened up my eyes to the fact that, damn, our problems yeah. and all that fucking bad. These motherfuckers going, they got all the money and shit and still got all these problems. Yeah, I remember that. When she, she started out with AM Chicago back back in the days, Channel 7. Uh, Oprah been super black since she's been on air and don't and, 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 and half the motherfuckers, man, went over, right over their head. She's been super black since she's been on the air. She doesn't have I, to I have to give her credit. I have, I, I, I have to give yeah. her credit. I, I went through a period of, of uh, kind of like looking a little sideways, but uh, she, she deserved her prop, but you're right. Oprah did not have a parade. She didn't have one of those fake-ass um, funeral like Al Sharpton here where we're going to bury the word nigga. And we're never, Get the fuck out of here, Al. That motherfucker on TV right now making a quarter, I mean, almost a million dollars a year not saying shit. And he's supposed to be pro-black. Keep that in mind. He's making almost a million, $750,000, dollars yeah. a year. And ain't saying shit. That motherfucker been simulated. Well, he, he's staying within shit. his, he's staying within his range. There's no doubt about that. I don't, I don't really so much have a problem with him because I don't think he's doing anything necessary to harm. Anything, no. but in order for him to have that show and that radio show, he better stay within the line. He better stay with. <laughs> see, we can't get a like a Umar. I mean, because can you imagine Umar Johnson? I'm a, are you familiar with like, Dr. Umar Johnson, or Dr. Claude no. Anderson, or uh, let 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 me see one of them have a show on MSNBC. Dr. Francis Russ Welsing, uh, Neely Fuller. Uh, I can't. I'm drawing a blank, but you know, just one of the pro-black, not not anti anybody, but definitely pro-black. See, you know, Sharpton has to stay within his small little circle, and we can use mm-hmm. them too. The only thing is, we're not getting. We don't have any kind of media to promote that Malcolm X concept, that that different element. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah, they better, that, that's, they better stick with the Dr. King modular. That's why you've seen. That's exactly. why you've seen. Ten, 10 Martin Luther King movies and one Malcolm X. And Spike Lee had to bust his ass to get that out there. Yeah. Yeah, and he, 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 he you're right. He home. had to go through some shit. He had to get financing, get loans from Janet Jackson, Michael Jordan, you know, which one one thing that Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player, but the, a jerk ass as a man. But, uh, you know, he had to get loans from those kind of people. Uh, but hey, I'm here not we go again. Nobody money, man, in business. You know, I deal with white folks as a business person, you know. But, you know, I'm not going to change because I'm, I got to do business with them. Fuck it. You got money. Somebody else got money. If you got an attitude to the point where you think you got a problem with Jimmy Williams instead of Jimmy Williams' abstract T-shirts, yeah, they go hand in hand. They really do. But then if you got a problem with both of them, fuck you. It's damn near 4 billion people on this earth. I'll find somebody to do business with me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to call in, you can call in at um, 718-664-9513. 718-664-9513. Right now, we're going to do this commercial, and we're going to play a song and come right back. Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. 
your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo t-shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-Shirt Man.
seven, we will let them. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time, man. I like that. I like that. Oh yeah. man, that's that's one thing I like about about the, uh, the concept that we got, man. Uh, we can we can jam some music, man, that we really really fell in love with back in the day because this is the new shit. This is this is some of the this is some of the most creative stuff that man that we're gonna start playing. Unlike oh, man, unlike we were fortunate. We, we I think we were definitely <laughs> uh, fortunate to come up in the, in the musical uh, period that we came up with, man. We came up through the baddest shit you'll probably ever hear for life. Oh man, you know, you're so right. Earth, wind, and fire, man. Deep. Um, oh man. Um, Marvin Gaye. When he when he find, when Motown finally let him produce his own stuff, absolutely uh, deep. Motown stacks Atlantic <laughs> Records, uh, Buddha Records, uh, uh, RCA. Well, these, like these guys. Oh yeah, man. Oh boy, don't don't. Uh, and well, okay. <laughs> and we got and we got a platform, and we can jam this stuff too. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we oh, kicked yeah. that one. Ladies and gentlemen, we we, we had one song. Matter of fact, we didn't have any song. We kicked it to one, and then we kicked it to two. So we feel good over here at, um, at, at Real People from the Hood. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, man, uh, unlike Pharrell, man, you know, he, he's pissed off that he got to give Marvin Gaye's family $7.5 million, him and uh, that, 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 that other guy. And then he's going to have a gall to sit there and say that um, we're stifling the creativity in the industry. No, you asshole, you stole somebody's music. That was Thank not inspiration. That was... That was look. He see as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at that, exactly. I agree totally with what you're saying, but I'm saying that MF he, they should have been happy to compensate his family for that man. They didn't want to drop. They yeah. didn't want to drop in the bucket these folks. That, that's another. That's what I, it wasn't like. That's gonna break them, man. And uh, man, you're he, right. They could have gave him a million dollars just to use it. They would have been happy to take it, as long as they would have got admission, uh, uh, recon, uh, recognition for it. Exactly. It didn't have to get to that point. But uh, that's the new black, right? Yep. That's what we're talking about, the new black. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that. We ain't going to pay them. We're going to use it. Just like uh, they did They did James Brown like that, too. They raped them. Ooh. Them brothers in the, in, the, um, in the mid to late 80s, they raped the shit out of James Brown with his music. But oh, James man. Brown got those assholes back. He had to go there with him. He had to stand toe to toe. They keep ripping off his shit and not acknowledging him. Oh, come on! He went there and got you know, here. And, so and I tell you, he got here. James Brown, man, he went. He went after. He said, "Fuck it, you know, y'all ain't gonna keep taking my music and not recognizing me, uh, acknowledging me." Just like Little Richard did, man. Little Richard had to fight to get a freaking award for him. He was the innovator of rock and roll. He had to fight for that. Finally, gave that little shiny thing, man. They didn't have him back on no shows no more. If you remember, if anybody do that well, history know. right now, they can go back and check when the last time Little uh, Lil Richard had won that Grammy or Emmy, whatever the hell it is. What is it? A Grammy for the music and Emmy for music? Yeah. I mean, yeah. tell them some shit like that. Go back read yeah. your history. After he won that little shiny thing, they did not have him on anything else. Little Richard has been gone since. Well, you know, uh, you know, Michael got systems out. Michael got him. Michael got him his royalties back. You know, Michael Jackson. No, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, he talked. He, he, he okay. talked about that. Little Richard was. He talked about during the time. He talked about that a lot. He was so grateful to Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson was the one who. Uh, I, I I don't know if it was about the time he bought the. Uh, at one time, he had purchased the Beatles catalog and he had bought a bunch of, uh, you know, music. He bought the Rich the Masters, and he gave him all. He gave Little Richard all his shit. I, I, I thought oh. that was one of the coolest things, man. Oh, okay. Talked okay. about he was talking about. I think he was on. He, I think he was on the Tonight Show, one of those shows, and he was really giving Michael some serious props, man, for getting him his his money. <laughs> what was getting him back his shit? And you know what? So I thought, and that's the history of it, Keith. I didn't know that, but a lot of these rap guys now that were going into a conference room and sign over every freaking thing just to be in the limelight, just to be able to smoke that blunt. And hang out with their boys and go on stage, yes. grabbing their dicks and shit, trying to entertain somebody. And everybody else making money from them. Then by the yeah. end of the day, end of the year, they got to show how much money they made, how much they done spent, and how much taxes they paid on it. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that, that's why Prince. That's why Prince during that time was the artist. Just that symbol, the peace sign symbol. The artist formerly known as Prince. He went through that shit with Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and, music, you know, music is something else, man. The industry is something yeah. else. You got to read. Put a contract in front of you. Read it. At least try to understand it. At least give yourself a, a, a chance to think. Going back to that goddamn Bible. Just because the preacher told you something, that, I mean, do a background. If the average person out there right now did a background check on their pastors, reverend, deacons, just do a background check. It ain't, gonna, it ain't that much. You can do it in the privacy of your own home. Find out who's giving you direction. And all this shit about, well, man can change. Get the fuck out of here. Man ain't going to change that much when it comes to selfishness. And that's what's ruling the black community right now, selfishness. We're not looking to go out here and help anybody. It's me, me, my, my. I've been blessed. How the fuck have you been blessed because you you work your ass out for a car that you've been saving up for? Where the blessing come in at? Well, Jim, I I tell you, we were talking before the show, and I was saying how sometimes I – if anything sets me into a, that little couple of minutes of depression where you kind of just shake and scratch your head and, and you just feel so disappointed that people are falling for this bullshit, it's when I wake up sometime and read some of the posts that people are, uh, are claiming to. Every time something happens good, it's a praise the Lord, it's the grace of God. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you, you have stage three, stage four cancer, but you're getting better, praise the Lord. Well, you know, I wish the Lord would be a little pro, more, more fucking proactive. You know, prevent some shit in the first damn place. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm even trying to. I mean, I'm, I'm just being real. It just makes sense <laughs> to me, man. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be trying to. I, I'm trying to get to the point where I, I want shit to make sense for me, to me. I want it. I want it so bad, man. I can taste it. But when you, when people talk to me about God, man, they don't. And when I question them, they figure because they read a passage from the Bible. That I should have got it already. So it's something fucking wrong with me. I'm fucking retarded. No, wait a minute. I know you read it. I heard you read it, but the shit didn't make any fucking sense. Matthews 18, whatever the hell it is. Okay, now you got No. Explain that shit. Okay, you explain it to me. Okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, now, this part of that passage that you just read me, that part I don't understand. Now, now break that part down for. Then they start getting frustrated. Yeah. They look at you, yeah. cockeyed. They get angry. They yeah, feel they, like they, you they, they're just not. They'll throw you out their life, even your family. Some of them. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You just got me upset. No, no. <laughs> Go ahead, man. We we good. We rolling. No, I'm just saying. They'll ostracize you, brother. They, they, they'll distance themselves. They won't have nothing to do with you. I, I, I have that happening with some family members and ex friends right now. Right now, today, as we speak, I, I've been unfriended. I think I lost four friends in the past week because uh, I, I made a comment about uh, whatever well, the, the old Empire fiasco. As far as if you, if you if you can't if you can deal with that show, then don't tell me a shit about my fucking language, okay? You know, come on. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. go there. But anyway, and, you know, we were talking but, earlier, Pete. We were talking earlier, and I was telling you about how um, this is personal, ladies and gentlemen, and this is for real. This happened a few days ago. I was sitting in the lobby of um, CBS, and this Jew lawyer came downstairs. I shouldn't, I should say, I shouldn't say Jew lawyer. That's that sounds kind of fucked up. This gentleman came downstairs. And he looked at me. I looked at him, and I just kept reading. And then when he walked his guest to the door, he came back to me. Now, keep in mind, this guy's got to be in his mid to late. He looked at me and told me right out of his fucking mouth, Boy. the next time I come past, <laughs> I appreciate if you acknowledge me and my guest. I put my paper down, stood up. I said, man, fuck you and your guest. He wasn't expecting that. Oh, I feel that it's just common courtesy. I said, dude, stop. Fuck you. I said, it's, it's 2015. It ain't 1815. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then it went on and on and on. I got 15 minutes of that shit. And then he had the audacity to tell me that he was talking to my coworkers about me. And why is it that he can't get along with me, but he can get along with everybody else? And why is it that I got an attitude and there must be something wrong with my... Ain't nothing wrong with me. I can't... Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm going to do. 
and this is for real. I'm going to send this file to my executive producer. We're going to change it over. What you say we got to make it? We got to convert it into an MP3? Yep. Yep. We're going to convert this to an MP3, and we're going to play it next week. And this is for real. This happened three years ago. It didn't happen 100 years ago. It didn't happen 500 years ago. This shit happened three days ago. His attitude was, I'm supposed to be there to make sure that he looked impressive to his friend. I'm 57 fucking years old, and you in your 30s. And you tell me what I'm supposed to do when you walk past me? Man, you can kiss my ass in three different places. And it ain't well, that's that's him. Yeah, it, it's uh, that, that privilege, man. You suppose it's yes, master. Hello, good greetings, master. How you doing today, sir? You know, he got off on that shit. I know we, I know we get, we gonna come up to the end, but I want to ask you, uh, just off the wall here about the uh, the mayor election and uh, what's happening with your boy Meeks, man. What's going on? He, he, uh, he's, and, again. He, he, he's, endorsing, he's endorsing Emmanuel now. The dude is something else now. Yeah, he endorsed Emmanuel. Um, it's something that's going on. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure because I didn't get that deep with it. And Meeks just owe a favor. Can you imagine he got that big-ass church? Emmanuel wants those votes. He wants those black votes. He wants those black votes that Meeks has. And Meeks is going to go in there and drum that shit up. And them dumb motherfuckers in that church are going to, at least 70% of them are going to follow just because Meek said so. What I hate yep. about white politicians when it comes to black folk, and I think we said it last week, they don't court black folk. They pick a fake-ass leader that got some people, or they got some people's eye or ear. That's what they go after. Promise that house nigga something in order for him to try to get as many of those black votes over to his camp as possible. Now that's just my opinion. You ain't gonna really like the to hear a white politician say, "Oh, I went down to the park and we set up and we just chatted with some black folks," or we went down, no. uh, we were just out and we went to a concert and we had a good kind of time and we just talked to some black folks. They'll try to find our leader. They'll try to find a, somebody to represent us and get them to bring the black folks over to him. So they ain't got to do no work. But that one black motherfucker that, that did take the job or that house position, that motherfucker going to bust his ass off to make sure that man get as many votes as he can so he can ask him for something else. Instead of getting, he's he going to get the big piece of chicken. <laughs> I heard that from. Uh, you know what? What did? What, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Which way is up? Come uh, on. Which which way is up? Uh, is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> it was a, uh, oh, I Chris think, Rock. I think, oh, Chris uh, Rock. Probably Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, get the big picture. Yeah. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Just crack. I was gonna say. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, you know Chicago. I tell you, my hometown. I, I love Chicago. I really want to love it even more, like I used to. But when when you think about it, they haven't had a black mayor elected since Harold Washington. What the hell are these black folks thinking about? I mean, look, you had Daly. Daly was was incompetent. The dude, somebody had to take his uh, lawyer test. What do you call it? Whatever that test is that they take to get their law degrees, uh, the, the, the bar yeah. exam. Somebody had to take it for him. Bar the exam. dude was yeah. a total things that he said. If you Google uh, crazy things uh, Mayor Daly said, you'll you'll get a whole list of some of the. Uh, one line of the things he said that he's saying, what the hell is this dude talking about? But he was a man for 22 years. Mm-hmm. And Chicago was majority black all, all, all those yep. years. Come on, man. So this but you got to look know, at it, though, man. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, you, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. One thing you got to really, really look at, they may be dumb. They may be off-centered or the equilibrium may be off. One thing they always been good at, destruction, manipulation, and lies. Oh, oh I agree. I agree. They can, manip- no, they can no, manipulate no. the shit out of a black pastor and a black preacher, man, and yeah. get that motherfucker no, all types of shit. Fool. He's not a total fool. Plus, he surrounded himself with people who knew exactly what the hell they were doing. Same, same thing George Bush did. 
It wasn't about this. It, Cheney was Cheney was president, brother. Cheney ran the country for eight years. Yeah, you know, pretty much. But uh, they surround yeah. themselves with the right people. So he ain't totally. He ain't. What I'm saying is that Harold Washington, he had control. It was this was about Harold Washington. He wasn't no puppet. Okay. Uh, at, but but daily, he he had enough sense to surround himself with people who had sense. So I give him credit for that. But still. Still, yeah. Chicago could have got that man out year after year. Couldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Plus, you got the black folk like uh, Dorothy Brown jumping in to agitate, throw a wrench in the arm of Bobby Rush. You know, running when they to water down the black vote. You know, it, it's I don't know, brother. You know, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Really needed, yeah, politically, they really needed to get um, the Caucasian vote, man. The Caucasian vote, they really needed it. You know, and you know, and and most of these uh, black candidates, man. Look at Willie Wilson, Willie Nelson, whatever the fuck his name is. He's up there and said that um, something about whitey. I'm not. Um, I hope you white whitey. I don't, I don't even know what the the phrase was that he used at a meeting that were a bunch of white folks in there, and he mentioned whitey. And he's a mayor, uh, running for mayor of the city of Chicago. I wish I can quote him correctly because right now I'm drawing a blank. I'm having a brain fart on that one. I couldn't really make out what he did. I, I, I listened to WVON and uh, they played it a few times. You, you couldn't hardly make out what he's saying. Now the thing that the thing that turned me down about him when they had that last debate, when they had closing statement, and everybody had something to say about whatever it was they had something to say about. And this MF comes out with a goddamn fucking prayer <laughs> to close out. <laughs> Now, I was too outdone. Now, okay, more power to your people if you're going to – a prayer, a Christian – I said, this dude is another guy who evidently surrounds himself with some really smart people to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And but he was I, trying I to said, pimp this I said, oh, with the prayer. I said, oh, hell no. I said, he, I said, evidently, he's too ignorant to have anything else to say, and he knew it, so he figured he'd fall back and play, you know, and play on that religion thing and say – a prayer. Now, come on, that was unprecedented, brother, to me. Yeah. Personally, that was unfucking precedent. He knew what he was doing. He was pimping that church vote. He wanted to make sure all them black people knew that he was a man of God, and here I am. I mean, the the guy, what's that pimp name, Don Juan? He could have done that. He probably would have made a better better, uh, candidate for man. He got the same gift for gab. It would have been more entertaining if it was Don Juan. That's for damn sure. Couple with his green coat and hat and shit. That mother, he would have got my vote. <laughs> no, he would have got my vote. Oh, boy. Yeah, we... Uh, oh, man. Where we at? It's going to be interesting there, Trace, but uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago. Okay. Um, in my closing statement, man, I know we're coming up on that time. Um, again, people, don't. Don't 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 throw your history away. Our history is way too rich to be sold off as as, as easily as it is. Our history is too um, vital for all our generations that's coming up. If we just grab a hold of it and and show our generation and then have them to understand exactly what we're telling them, you ain't got to go around hating everybody to the point where Common said we got to extend our hand out uh, and, and show love to white folks. That's I don't even understand that shit. He said it. I'm not trying to, to, to scare anybody or make anybody feel comfortable to the point where they'll come to me. If you are, if you just feel uncomfortable, you that's something you won't have to fucking deal with. If you feel some type of way, you deal with that shit. But if you sincerely come to me and you want to know exactly what's happening with me, I'll tell you, you may not like the answer, my history, my black history has shown me that a lot of white folks just can't be trusted. I didn't write that shit. Don't hate the player, hate the game. A brother on one of my pages put up um, uh, Northern Slavery. His name is uh, Zachary Holmes. Inter- I got to go back and read that stuff. I had no idea that the slave laws in the North was that deep. I ain't talking about the South. I'm talking about the North. Illinois, Ohio, Iowa, Indiana, D.C., New York City, 
didn't even know they had slaves in New York City. In Washington, D.C. And I'm 57 fucking years old. I'm going to go back and read all that stuff. But anyway, the trying to make is don't throw away us and simulate into something that somebody else already set up in the shit ain't working for them. When that guy came over here from Israel and decided he want to bypass this black president and talk to the white Congress to get his stuff through, he fucked up. Obama is not going to tell him, man, you can kiss my ass. We're going to cut your money off. He's going to find a way to let him know, man, you don't do no shit like that to this country, black or white. Either you're going to respect the Constitution or you ain't. And then you renegade-ass congressman. You motherfuckers just have to die out, shut the fuck up, or leave office. Because the shit that you're doing, you cannot keep doing. And white folks out there, if somebody, if any of you guys listen, you guys have to get angry before you, before we do, because they'll listen to you before they listen to us. Being silent on it and not acting on it with those renegade congressmen, it's not that you're just being just as guilty. It's just the shit just going to keep prolonging. So everybody's going to have to fuck around and deal with dumb shit, period. Not the petty shit. We're talking about some major dumbass shit to the point where other countries looking at us like, fuck them. They ain't got their shit together. We're going to sneak up in Alaska and go there and tap some shit. We're going to sneak up through Florida and tap some shit. We're going to come around Greenland and Iceland into America through Canada and tap some shit. We're going to come in through Mexico and tap some shit. Because our leaders don't give a fuck about their own constitution. They've been telling us in the 80s, grab your, put your boots on and scrap them up because working hard will get you ahead. When black folks started working hard, they found some more shit to throw in the game. Oh, shit. You mean to tell me they actually doing it? We got to fuck up the middle class. Because if, if they can't go middle class, they sure can't go upper class. That's just me. That's my closing statement, man. You got something to say, Keith? Man, go ahead, bro. With it. Oh no, you, I'm I'm with you, brother. I hear you, and I, I'm 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 with you. <laughs> if I didn't agree with you, I had no I had no problem telling you that. I'm, I just want to say, uh, uh, I am going to uh, do it. I'm going to do a show tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to bring back everyday people, and uh, primarily oh, we're going to the same time seven 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 o'clock. We're going to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about no, not empire. But I do want to talk about the influence that television and media has on uh, kids, on us, on, on us as a people. And uh, I'm going to tell you, it goes way beyond just simply being a TV show or a movie or a video game in entertainment. It's so much deeper than that. And it's uh, contributing hmm. to the current state that we're in, uh, that our youth are in. And it's deep. So that's uh, all I want to say. And uh, that's about it, brother. Go ahead now. That's that? tune into that one, man. Yeah, yeah we're gonna talk about the state of mind. I'm hoping to have a, a teacher on, a, 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 a kindergarten, first grade teacher, and she's gonna tell you some interesting uh, ways of these kids at that young age. It's gonna be interesting. Are you gonna have a? Uh, is she gonna be public school teacher or a charter school? Uh, I don't think it's public school. I think it's a. Uh, it might even be. It, it's one of the daycares. It may, it may be one of the kindergarten oh. or something like that. But she has the, uh, you know, the preschools and the, the first graders and those, those the, the younger kids there. But she was telling me how these kids ain't got no. And I'm not talking about all the kids. I don't ever want anybody to think I'm talking about all the kids. We have some great kids, but mm-hmm. you know, we got to deal with this problem, man. You know, yeah. we got to deal with this problem, and. Uh, I have some solutions to offer the same ones I offered at the close of taking the shows that we've done together. And that's that we have to plant these seeds and uh, change the whole public school curriculum has to be remade over to include uh, classes to counter these poisons that are being embedded into our kids in the school. We'll talk about it tomorrow. That's all I want to say, brother. Man, okay. It's going to be a decent show, too, man. I'm going to tune into that puppy. Well, okay, uh, what's the name of the show again? 
Uh, we can, the same as everyday people. We are everyday people. Everyday. Uh, the same. The same station. I'll post it up on uh, Real People from the Hood. I'll post it up on uh, all all of your sites for the gym, and I'll post it up on my site. So uh, uh, it'll be out there. It'll be out there. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, this is another episode of Real People from the Hood, and we're going to close it out with another song. And um, I guess we will see you guys next Monday, seven o'clock. Real People from the Hood. Take care, bud, Jim. You too, Keith.